Hey guys, if you've done anything for me, please sign up for the Beat the Streets Chicago Virtual Gala. It's taking place on Saturday, June 6th from 8 to 9 p.m. You can register by going to WrestlingChangeMyLife.com. Right on our homepage, you'll see the registration tab. Beat the Streets Chicago Virtual Gala, Saturday, June 6th. would mean the world to me if you'd attend this thing. Thank you. Welcome to the show, folks. This is Wrestling Changed My Life. Here we go. Uh, I think it wrestling changed all my life, uh, for sure. We can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change. Wrestling gave us that ability. I would say nothing in life has impacted me more than the things wrestling has taught me in terms of self-reflection, resilience. Toughness. Some guys have it, some guys don't. Adversity, 100%. How to pick myself up and be a man after I failed. And everything that has shaped my life and where I'm at today would not be there without the values and basically the lessons I've learned through the sport of wrestling. For me, wrestling saved my life because it, it allowed me to focus and channel my energy. We're fortunate if you wrestled because if you wrestled, natural talent helps, but it's it's five percent of the ingredient it pales in comparison to heart and technique and effort it humbled me taught me humility nothing can hit humble you more than wrestling i think it's the learning to adapt right you learn you learn how to adapt you learn how to solve problems you know if i look back my time i spent wrestling if it gave me one thing more than anything else it's mental toughness Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Wrestling Changed My Life. This is your host, Ryan Warner. My guest today is the great Sonny Abe. I say that because he was a four-time All-American, two-time finalist, Olympian for Japan, national champ for Penn State in 1996. Back when David Taylor and Zane Rutherford were still wet behind the ears, this guy was getting it done. Fan of the week goes to Will Marlowe. Falls Church, Virginia. Thank you so much for tuning in, Will. He runs a digital agency. So if you're in the Falls Church, Virginia area, give this guy a call if you need some agency work. That's it, folks. Let's give it up for Sonny Abe. Peace! Sonny Abe, welcome to the podcast, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Been very, been looking forward to this one. I just want to start. Let's let's get right to the uh, right to the brass tacks of the matter. You grew up in Japan. How did you first get involved with wrestling over in the Japanese system? Um, basically, my a uh, couple of my friends were wrestling, and uh, they asked me to uh, just come up to watch their uh, the tournament. Uh, and uh, I think I was probably seven or eight years old. And I didn't know anything about it. I just went there. Their coach just asked me, hey, why don't you wrestle too? So I I competed. I didn't know anything about it. I, was, uh, I didn't even have wrestling shoes. I wrestled barefoot. And uh, I did well. Actually, I won the tournament. Um, that's how I started it. And how similar is the Japanese system to the United States system? I mean, obviously, it's freestyle. Uh, but do they have kids tournaments and just like we do here and that kind of thing? Yeah, it's pretty pretty uh, similar. Um, not that many tournaments like uh, up, you know, in U.S. especially PA. You know, we don't we didn't have tournament every weekend, uh, but uh, very similar. You know, big uh, um, youth programs, 
throughout the nation and uh and then you know it's getting smaller smaller middle school high school and then and then college wrestling is it's not as popular as uh us that's for sure uh i think tournament college tournament probably if you get a couple hundred people spectator it's probably lucky to have that so big difference compared to the ncas then oh my god yeah it's huge difference <laughs> and I know you had yep. some battles with the Iowa guys and wrestled at Carver Hawkeye, so we'll talk about that. But I mean, talk about another yep. place that has some great, great crowds. Right. <clears throat> so, did your? I understand your brother um, was it Toro, Taro or Toro? Is your brother's name? Uh, Taro. Taro. He was the one who helped yep. place you at Penn State. So how how did you get to the point of all right? You start wrestling at a young age. You have some success. Uh, when did you really start to love it, and how did you get from there to Penn State? Uh, so I wrestled ever since I started. At, um, wrestling was my main sport, and you know I did uh, participate in different sports like soccer, even basketball, um, which I wasn't good at it, obviously. Uh, um, Aikido, some martial arts, uh, swimming. And uh, but wrestling was always being uh, you know my main sport, and then uh, I I did good in high school, uh, and then I was actually I was supposed to go to one of the colleges in Japan with a scholarship, but uh, it didn't work out a last minute. And then Taro, my uh, oldest brother, was going to uh, RIT, Rochester Institutional Technology back then. And I, it just gave me an, an idea to come to U.S. and uh, go to school and, uh, you know, compete in wrestling. And then my dad and I went to this organization, which basically helps uh, the Japanese students go to foreign countries uh, to get, a, 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 you know, education. So we went there, and then they sent uh, letters to... I don't know how many colleges, but uh, you know, numerous colleges in the U.S., and then few responded, and then one of them was Penn State. Um, the coach, Hachiro Oishi, back then he was an assistant coach uh, at the Penn State, uh, and then you know, he uh, contacted me, and then my brother, Taro, went to, uh, to meet him and checked out the campus, and then basically Taro said it's a uh, it's a great university, uh, great staff, uh, and so it just, uh, just started everything from there. Now I've heard, I've heard rumors of this uh, this gentleman, uh, Oishi, your assistant coach in college, that he was just like crazy tough, really just brutal in many ways. Whether it was judo, whether it was wrestling, I mean, what was this guy like? And maybe just describe him for people who don't know who he was. Right. Well, it's it's not a rumor. He was brutal. Um, it, it just uh, uh, he basically uh, uh, guess uh, what did I say? Uh, um, just he was mentally tough, and then um, he made us do some crazy stuff. And then everybody thought he was joking around, but he wasn't joking. Then you know, once you get to know him. Whatever he said, it just goes. So we just did whatever he says, and then that just uh, 
um, you know, uh, made us a mindset of being uh, tough and mentally and physically. And so was it just like how hard his workouts were or was there something else going on there as well? Uh, I think workout too. And then plus um, uh, uh, he does uh, study uh, wrestling. You know, back then, you know, he watches the uh, VHS tapes all the time. And, uh, and not only a mental and a physical aspect, but you know, he was a great technician too. Uh, he always uh, went over a technique with us. Um, you know, he, he always went to world championships. He filmed, uh, came back, he always shared uh, that, you know, that the technique is going on in the world. Uh, then, you know, he implemented that uh, among the Penn State wrestlers. And uh, so it, it was just everything uh, from the technique to uh, uh, conditioning. He, he just had everything. Yeah, he, it doesn't seem like someone who you'd talk back to or give any attitude to back in the day. <laughs> nah, uh-uh. nah, not with him, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> now, before you decided to leave, I mean, was there an opportunity to be a, like, to be Japan's wrestler for the world championship and Olympic teams? And if so, was there money in it back then? Or did you pretty much have to go to the U.S. to further your career at that time? Um, yeah, it's like, um, so I had a scholarship to go to uh, the college in Japan. Then it, it's one of those things. Uh, I was very disappointed at, and then I did not want to get involved in uh, Japanese wrestling at that time. And so I just, I was looking for somewhere, uh, kind of new start for me. And then, you know, I don't know why, but it's probably young and dumb. I thought about, you know, <laughs> let's go to the U.S. and, you know, we figure it out. But that's what happened. When did you arrive in the U.S.? How old were you? Uh, I was 19. Uh, this graduate, actually 18, I think. Uh, right after graduate from high school. And I just remember, uh, um, I think I flew into either Chicago or New York, and then I got in this small plane. Um, it, it's like you can't even stand out. It's how small it was. And then I just looked down. I, I grew up in Tokyo, and then I, I never seen it pitch dark. And I was sitting in a plane. Uh, that's when it hit me. Like I looked down. It was pitch dark. I could not see any light, which I never seen before. I'm like, wow, I, this is my new life. It, it's going to come up for me. Then, you know, when I landed to State College, same thing. There's no street light. You know, it was pitch dark. Um, I never seen cows or, you know, pigs or any animals before. And that's, uh, it just, it was a culture shock for me. That's when it hits you that you're like, man, I'm not, I'm nowhere near home and I'm going to be here for a, for quite a bit longer. Could you speak English at the time? No. I, oh, I, my I, God. I could not speak any English. No. Uh, that's why, this, you know, that I, like I said, I was probably young and dumb and you know, just decided to do it. And, uh, but the um, uh, first time I saw Penn State uh, hold me, that was against Iowa at Red Call. That blew my mind. It was 10,000 people there standing, uh, you know, upstairs, standing, you know, people standing. Uh, line was so long outside the red cold. And that, when I saw that match, 
that's um, I, I just decided myself I will wrestle there. Uh, this is gonna be uh, my uh, uh, my goal to to wrestle there. Now we gotta remember that you had never wrestled folk style top and bottom before either. What was that? Had you ever seen it before? And what was that change like learning that system? Uh, I never seen uh, a collegiate style either. Uh, and it, it just, obviously, first couple of years, it, it was hard for me not to lock hand. You know, obviously, top and bottom of wrestling mm-hmm. was a huge difference, you know, be, uh, compared to freestyle and Greco. Uh, so, the, basically, the coach always, he, uh, he, he, he told me to uh, do stand-up against the wall 50 times um, after every practice. So, I... I remember when I, after I left that, I was walking away the whole way. Coach is like, where are you going? I said, uh, I'm going to go shower and go class. He's like, did you do your stand-up yet? I'm like, uh, I thought just after wrestling practice, like, no. Practice means every practice. So whatever we had to practice, conditioning, lifting, wrestling, he made me do 50, uh, basically 100 stand-ups, you know, 50 both sides against the wall. Um, and then the last point I scored, my senior year nationals, uh, I escaped from the bottom to win national championship. So I guess it was worth it. Wow. That's, that's crazy. I, I, I was trying to find footage of your matches. I could not find them online, but it's like, man, right. what a turnaround it was. So like, you know, many people would get here and, you know, they might be scared and they might decide to turn back. Did you ever have any self-doubt of thinking, man, I, I need to go home? Uh, no, I only had a one-way ticket. So <laughs> that never came to my mind. Uh, um, and then, you know, the, 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 and I never talk about that to go back. And uh, uh, there, there was no, uh, uh, the, 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 that choice. Uh, I, I just knew I, I, well, I wanted to stay. I wanted to achieve uh, the the goals I set, so I, that never crossed my mind. You were totally in at that point. And how was your yeah. when you got here? How was your your takedown game? Were you going even with like guys like Jeff Prescott, or or was there some learning to do there? Yes, uh, the, obviously takedown was on the feet. I was able to um, compete with those guys, Prescott. Um, and Jimmy Martin just graduated, and I, I, I was able to work out with him too. And uh, uh, there is Sean Nelson, you know, there a bunch of uh, lighter weight classes uh, in the room. So that gave me confidence um, as far as uh, uh, on the feet wise. And then, the, the, and then uh, obviously, uh, top and bottom, uh, the coach Fritz. Uh, he became you know, the, my head coach, my uh, wrestler freshman year, and uh, Coach Lorenzo, obviously, uh, they helped me out on the mat wrestling. Well, plus, Jimmy Martin was a known leg rider. He had to be really tough on top if he was still hanging around. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he was very tough on top. So how did you... Are... And the press time, Go ahead. Presto, Jeff Presto. Yeah, Presto was really tough on top, too. Another good leg rider, too. Yeah, there's a. Uh, I mean, he, he was in there with, with some of those great uh, those great matches with the brands and you know Caliber, and those are just some great. That's a great era for lightweight wrestlers. Kendall Cross was in there. I know you wrestled him in the Olympics. So, 
You came yep. into it, and, and, and Penn State at the time, obviously they're really good now, but they were good back then too. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, 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 every tournament I went to, it, it, it was so many tough guys um, around that weight class. So I want to pause on the wrestling for a second and just learn, sure. how the heck did you learn how to speak English in two years? Because I just can't even fathom that. Um, well, so there is a, uh, I, I believe still uh, there is, um, basically the, the uh, it's called Intensive English Communication Program, IECP at Penn State. So all the foreign students uh, went through this program. And basically it's from nine to three o'clock. We just learn English every day. Um, uh, so I went to class that too. And then also, uh, my my middle brother Jiro J I R O that's how we spell Jiro, he was a musician so he was feeding me different kind of music and one of them the music, uh, one of them he recommended me was Guns N' Roses uh, Uptight for Destruction, so I just listened to the whole album and then I I I memorized all the uh, the, the basically lyrics, uh, entire album to. Uh, I guess to study and to, uh, you know, to be able to speak and understand uh, the language. Um, so that that obviously helped me out too. So it was just day in and day out. And then I did hear the story about the Guns N' Roses album, but I mean, that had to be yeah, a right. really intensive course for, how long did you do that for? Uh, two years. I did that for two years. Oh my God. That's... Yeah. Um, yeah, because at the end of two years, uh, uh, the the head of the, the program basically told me, "Hey, I never see anybody went through two years, so you graduate. You're going to uh, Penn State now." So that was very relieved after that. So were you enrolled at Penn State in wrestling, or just training on the side at that point, doing the class? Uh, I, I I couldn't enroll the uh, uh, the regular classes uh, until after two years. I had to score some. Uh, it's called TOEFL, uh, mm -hmm. the, the yes, language uh, test for foreign students. And, and uh, finally, I passed that test, and I was able to enroll. So I was just working out uh, on the side with uh, the, the guys on the team uh, until then. And at what point, <laughs> when you were at Penn State, did Kerry Collat roll into town? Uh, that was my uh, freshman year. Retro freshman year, he came in. I mean, he's obviously one of the great American wrestlers of all time, but he was known for his workouts and that you guys were workout partners. Did you did you go with him right away or did it take some time for you two to get warmed up to one another? No, we went we went off uh, right away. And we, obviously we hit it, hit it off. And then, um, it, 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 ever since we start, I mean, we first time we worked out, we knew each other uh I mean, I knew that that's somebody I need to uh, train with uh, every day. So um, it, it was pretty smooth, I think, uh, transition uh, to be able to train him ever since he got to Penn State. And what do you think was different about him versus some of the other the Penn State greats? Like we said, you worked out with Jimmy Martin, Prescott, but what was it? What was unique about Colap that you noticed? From working out with him, um, well, obviously uh, his uh, 
the, the um, ability to uh, to perform or, or uh, you know at the competition, but uh, more so, um, I guess you know we pretty much talk about wrestling all the time, and uh, uh, you know we watch films together. We, we not necessarily we. I don't think we went live every day, but we always drill uh, together and um, and try to perfect uh, the technique. You know, something we believe we can use some new technique. We just drill over and over, and, uh, and then you know, it really doesn't matter. It didn't matter what time of the day or uh, when of the, the the season. Uh, we when when we decide to work out, we just uh, we knew each other that somebody you know we can count on each other uh, to work out. Yeah, and I've heard it didn't matter what like you said it was midnight, one in the morning. You guys would be there. Do you remember what some of those workouts were like? So if you guys got in there for a twenty minute go, thirty minute go, what would you guys do that was so unique, based on um, based on what you've seen? Um. We, I guess, you know, the back then, I think it was pretty, uh, um, I don't think it was normal to, we set up some uh, scenario, like, let's say, you know, one guy's losing by two points, you know, let's go 30 second goals, a minute to go. And uh, that, that was kind of unique. I think back then, like, I, I, somehow we came up that idea. I don't think we did that during the practice either as a team. But we, then we, like I said, you know, we always drill. Um, you know, sometimes like no lie, we just drill for like hour, hour and a half, um, and then that that was actually harder than going live. Of course, you can, sometimes you can cruise, you know, when you go live, but that drill you can't lie to yourself. You know, you got to keep going. Um, so that's something. Uh, you know, I was able to do that with him. And would you say that those like? There's a difference in the way that Americans and the Japanese national team trains. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so basically, Japanese training system is, uh, I'd say, they set the time, let's say practice two hours. It's got to be two hours, you know, no matter what. Let's say three hours, it's normal. It's not like, okay, we did enough today. Let's cut it in an hour. There's none of that. You know, it's got to be always set the time, and then pretty much a lot of live wrestling, not that much uh, technique sessions, um, it, which is probably good for conditioning-wise, you know, wrestling conditioning-wise, but um, th- that was a huge difference between um, the way Japanese train opposed to uh, U.S., uh, the Penn State at least. Um, you know, we, we did spend time in technique and drill uh, more than uh, going live all the time. Really? So you, you would almost think that the opposite based on what you hear about, you know, the U.S. wrestlers and, and it, kind of what people think abroad is that they go really hard but maybe don't have the best technique, but you're saying that you guys did more technique than you did back in Japan even. Yeah, so that, that's uh, something I had to adjust every time I went back to uh, Japan for national uh, teams camp and stuff, you know, it's uh, it, it was a little bit different. I mean, not little, but you know, it, it, it was a huge difference between the, the way I got used to train at Penn State opposed to uh, you know Japanese uh, training camp. And would you go back and forth a lot during your time at Penn State to Japan? 
Um, my, uh, I think first time I went back, I think since I came over here was, I believe my, I think it's the end of a sophomore year, I think. And, uh, um, then I went to training camp. So ever since I made the, uh, the world team in 95, that's when I had to go back and forth, uh, especially my senior year when I made Olympic teams, uh, that year, um, that during the season, you know, I had to go to Europe for some tournaments or uh, the Christmas break, I had to go back to Japan for the training camp uh, or the, the the Olympic team trials and stuff like that. So, yeah, from my juniors uh, in senior year, uh, I did travel a lot. Man, that had to be tough. And, I mean, you're also juggling multiple languages. You're juggling different styles. And so you kind of have all this going on in the background. And one thing that people have said about you is, your ability to just block everything out was unparalleled. When you were doing it at the time, did you know that you were unique doing that, or you just thought that's how everyone did it? Um, it, I really didn't think about that, but I think looking back now, I think I was so focused to what I need needed to do to achieve my goals. So I, I really didn't think about, uh, I mean, it was hard, but I just, it took it as uh, that's something, you know, I, I just have to do. It's just like eating breakfast or dinner. You know, that's something I have to do. So every morning when you woke up, you were just laser focused in on that goal of winning a national title. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, I wanted to do that. And, you know, obviously I wanted to win Olympics and, um, you know, beyond the college too. Would you ever visualize or, or think about the matches or think about wrestling outside of the practices or once you were done with the workout, you would turn it off? Um, I, you know, I, I don't think I think about it every day uh, back then, but um, I think um, it's during the season, I, I, I think I thought about uh, a lot of, uh, I, I guess, wrestling all the time. Uh, even, you know, when I was running or doing lifting, I always thought about uh, my opponent, uh, what they're doing. Uh, you know, he's running right by me. I got to beat him. Um, you know, I wouldn't say every day, but uh, I, I, uh, I thought about that a lot, for sure. It's just awesome to hear that no matter what country you're from or where you were <clears throat> raised, great athletes all have that, that thing in common is that they are constantly visualizing and making things up in their head to push them to go harder. Absolutely. I, I 100% agree with you. So one of, the, one of the periods of your life that I find most fascinating is your junior year nationals, where you get second, all the way through to your senior year. Because going into nationals your junior year, you won the Big Tens. Did you beat McGinnis at the Big Tens? Uh, my junior, no, he actually forfeited. He, uh, I think he hurt his ankle um, the, during the season, so uh, he he just forfeited at uh, the, the finals. So I didn't get to wrestle uh, him my senior year. I'm sorry, your junior year. Did you wrestle him at all your junior I'm year? Sorry, junior, I'm sorry, junior year, he beat me at the uh, Big Ten title. Uh, junior year, I'm sorry. Okay. And, and then, then I lost to him in finals as well. Man, so that... That's a, I mean, it, from what I can see, it, again, I couldn't find the match, but it looked like it was a one-point match. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he uh, basically, 
he, I could not just get off on the bottom. Uh, he was real good on, on top. And then, uh, um, you know, he, he was just a better uh, wrestler uh, when he wrestled when we wrestled Big Ten and uh, Nationals. And how long after that did it take for you to kind of refocus your goals and get back going again? Um, well, right, I think uh, right after that, I, I tried to practice, but uh, coaches uh, kicked me out from the room <laughs> uh, when we got back from uh, um, the Nationals, actually. And then, uh, um, but I, I, I think I snuck in some, uh, somehow in the wrestling room that I worked out. But uh, and then, you know, after that, you know, I had uh, the freestyle season, you know, came up right away because Japan usually have a national tournament. It's like a U.S. Open, uh, just like up here, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, in April, May. So, uh, you know, I, I just didn't have time to, uh, sorry for myself, you know, so I just started training right away. So you tried to get back in right away from the Nationals, and the coaches said, take a break, man. Right. Just take uh, you know, a week off or something. But, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't want to take, I didn't want to take the, any uh, days off. God, you were, you were just so possessed. And then obviously your senior year, you undefeated national champ, one of the rare things to see in college wrestling. Um, and what I, you know, what I thought was kind of interesting is that once you won – you said it was a relief, which isn't all that common. Some people say it's a great moment. Some people say it's just a relief. Um, do you still feel that way, that it was a relief to win? Or looking back now, do you have a different take on it? Uh, I think it was, I was relieved. Uh, that's something you know I always wanted to do. And especially the way uh, I did it, it was, you know, I took fourth, third, second, you know, previous three years. And then, uh, you know, my senior, obviously, but, uh, you know, after I won, I I, I was happy, but the, the, the relief was the worst. Um, I, I still think, uh, you know, that's how I felt. And did you have, um, did you have much time between that and the Asian Games? Because I know the Asian Games in '96, it, it wasn't your best tournament, but that you still were able to compete hard enough to qualify for the Olympics. Um, how close to the nationals was that? It seemed like it was right after it. Uh, it, it was right after. I think I only had a few days. I, I don't think it was even a week. Oh and I had to uh, leave right after the nationals, and uh, and then I, I went to Japan, the, the, the training camp. Then I went to Asian Championships right away, right after that. And was when did Sergey <clears throat> start working with you? And when when was he the he the coach for the Japanese team. Uh, I think he was. Uh, I think it's from '95, I believe. He started coaching um, the national team, and he, he was very unique, totally different uh, with uh, uh, you know compared to the, the coach OEC, especially or you know Penn State coaching stuff. So he would. I mean, obviously he was a great technician. You know. All, all, I mean, the top, bottom, I mean, you know, feet, throws, everything. But uh, but he was able to teach uh, different styles. It depends on uh, how you wrestle. And that, that, that he helped me out a lot with uh, strategies and um, uh, different setups. And obviously then front headlock and stuff too. 
Uh, but yeah, he, he was one of the greatest coaches uh, that I ever seen. Yeah, he was a he's a big move kind of guy too. He loves the throws, loves the big moves. Yeah, he when he competed, but uh, when he was coaching, uh, he knows different kind of little tricks, and uh, um, which that's why I was surprised. I thought he was you know big move guys. I thought. But he wasn't. He he knew uh, obviously pretty much everything, different aspect of uh, of the wrestling. Interesting. Yeah. And so I didn't. I I'm, I'm kind of with you. I would have thought the maybe the opposite. Obviously, he's got the front headlock. Obviously, his top game is insane. I've I've heard he's one of the strongest people on top that you'll ever that you'll ever feel. Oh um, uh, yeah, he was. Um, it kind of like a game, or you know. Uh, he, he, um, he, Sergey couldn't go uh, on a feet because he had a, a hip surgery, replacement surgery uh, when he started coaching uh, for Japan. But he was top on top. He was he was crazy strong. <laughs> did yeah. you ever? I was going to ask you, and you brought it up. Did you ever have a chance to work out with Coach Gable, or did you ever train on a team where he was no, the coach? No, uh, I. I I never get to uh, work out with him, but I, everybody I talked to, they they told me, you know, he. he uh, I mean, obviously, when he was uh, younger, uh, he, when he was able to wrestle on the feet uh, with the Iowa wrestlers, he just you know killed everybody. Then you know, he, still, when he get on top of somebody, you know, he would just torture everybody. That's what I heard. Well, plus, when you were there, Iowa was the enemy. I mean, in ninety ninety three. I know you weren't on the you were on the team in '93, but I mean '93, when they pulled McAravey out of redshirt, everyone thought that Penn State was going to win, and Iowa was kind of it was kind of a comeback for them to win that year. Obviously, it was a three-peat, but I mean they had lost the Brains brothers, and they pulled McAravey out of redshirt. So I mean, Gable was the enemy. What was it like to compete at Carver Hawkeye back in those days? Um. Well, that. Uh... The, whoever wrestled in that arena, uh, you know, everybody knows that's a, a snake pit, you know, it's, it, everything is on the bottom. And uh, it, it was a very hard environment to wrestle for sure. Um, but I think 90, 93 was my freshman year. Uh, freshman year. And then I believe my sophomore year, um, we had a good team. And we really believe we could win Big Ten and Nationals. And then uh, Brinzer transferred in that year. Mm-hmm. Now, during the season, he wasn't able to compete because of, you know, he just transferred in. But we heard the rumor that he's going to be able to wrestle a Big Ten. Uh, and then, you know, back then there's no social media or I don't think it's, the internet wasn't that but somehow, you know, some way like we heard that. And then, you know, some of us said, there's no way he's going to be able to wrestle. And then when we get to big time, it was at the way and, and then we're like, damn, you know, that's, um, that's going to be hard for us to win uh big Ten and national because that, that changed whole. Uh, scenario uh, at that, that weight class too, and uh, we just said, you know, that's Gable's magic. You know, he, he somehow pulled that one out again. And then, ironically, you know, he, he 
the brains I went to North Allegheny High School, that's where I coach now. Um, you know, so it's kind of funny that, uh, Full that he, yeah, he, he basically because of him, we could, uh, win, uh, Big Ten or Nationals. So that was a bigger surprise <laughs> than when they pulled McElravey out of red shirt and moved Troy Steiner down. Yeah. That, I mean, they shift, uh, all the, I mean, all the weight classes, too, but that, that was, I think for us, uh, that my sophomore year, uh, that, that was probably the, the, the biggest Probably a bigger surprise for us that, uh, especially you know, brings a wrestler for North again, and you know he's he's from PA, mm-hmm. and uh, so that that was kind. Of, uh, I think it, that was a bigger surprise for us. What do you think? Uh, and, and now you, I know you. Excuse me. I know you're a high school coach, but you've coached some great athletes. Uh, Nico Megalutis, uh, Vincenzo Joseph. Before we get to that, uh-huh. what do you think is uh, unique about the Kale Sanderson led? Penn State teams and what you've what you've heard what you've seen in terms of how they've been able to replicate success year in and year out. Uh, I I think he changed whole uh, the idea of uh, I think college wrestling. You know, like when when I competed at Iowa, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, obviously uh, the grind and you know that they that they just beat everybody by conditioning and you know, but Penn State they start using you know, we, we, let's have fun. You know, there, there's no fun in the wrestling. Everybody saw, you know, before they start winning. And, you know, obviously, you know, when you win, it becomes fun with everything. But um, the, the, the wrestlers, they they were able to recruit all the blue chippers, you know, uh, once Kale started coaching. Because um, I think before he got to Penn State, uh, all the not I shouldn't say all of them, but a lot of top-notch uh, PA high school wrestlers kind of spread out. You know, went to Iowa, Oklahoma State, Nebraska, you know, Penn State, and then some uh, small school, Arkansas, Edinburgh. But now, you know, uh, most blue chipper from PA want to go to Penn State now. So he just changed whole recruiting map and. Uh, it, it, it was it, it was way different uh, compared to when uh, when I wrestled. I mean, you talk about that, and I think you're exactly right. But it's the like no one would have described wrestling as fun in the early '90s, whereas now everyone talks about Kale's having that that philosophy. I mean, but deep down, we know they're still going really, really hard. But there's got to be something right. different about it. I don't know what the hell it is, but man, it is it is interesting to watch that from afar. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it just, uh, um, yeah, they just you know, Kale just changed the uh, the whole uh, idea of the uh, the college wrestling, I believe. No doubt about it. I mean, and like I said, you had coached Nico Megalutis and Vincenzo Joseph, uh, Chenzo. Hopefully he gets another year, uh, but he is one of the most exciting guys to watch wrestle. What was he like back in high school? Um, <clears throat> he just uh, he, he loved to compete, and then um, you know, he he loved the wrestling. And uh, you know, I, I've known him since he was probably eight years old. And uh, one thing that uh, up to a junior year, he could not beat. Uh, I would say. The top, there's somebody better than him, and uh, that changed when he, when he won uh, state uh, junior year. 
uh, when he beat uh, Michael Kemmer from Franklin Regional. That after that match, he uh, he just went to next step, uh, next level. You know, he 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 got a confidence. You know, he believed in himself finally. You know, he 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 knew he can beat anybody. And uh, and then you know, senior year, it was so easy to coach him. You know, just I sat on the 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 corner that I didn't have to say anything. Um, so I think that. That match against the camera, uh, it really made a huge difference uh, difference for uh, his career. Do you? I didn't know they wrestled. Was it a tight match? It was a you know overtime uh, state final. Oh my god! Had to be going crazy yeah, in there, huh? Yeah, and uh, it was uh, um, the, the crazy ending too. I think he somehow uh, kind of threw him, and he pinned him. In overtime, and a match like that can can take you to new levels. That is the that is the most interesting thing about wrestling to me is, you know, a guy wins a match, he's no different than the guy he was seven minutes before that match. But for the rest of his life, he is different because of a win and and the belief you have in yourself. It's like if you yeah, yeah, you know. It's so crazy yep. though. Like, how could how can you not just teach that? It has to be learned through experience. Unfortunately, not all the time, but most of the time. Most of the time, and luckily, you know, he was able to do that. Uh, you know, not that many wrestlers can do that. You know, I mean, I'm sure you've seen some wrestlers. You know, that if they win tight match, he's gonna get the next level. You know, but you know, sometimes you know, you just don't. You can't do it and end your career, but um, you know, obviously Chenzo uh, did that in, in, in high school, and it just get got to him next level. Did you ever have a match <clears throat> like that that took you to a next level that you can remember? Um, um, I don't think uh, that anything like that, that dramatic, you know, that much uh, make it somebody you know to, to get to the next level. No, personally, I don't think I I, I did. It was just a, a continual process over time for you. Um, yeah. So, so what are you doing these days? You're you're the head coach at North Allegheny still. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I yeah this is my I just finished my fifth season uh, with the uh, NA, and uh, before that you know, I was coaching Central Catholic. Oh, uh, for a few, uh, several years, actually. And during the day, um, I, I worked for the, uh, the power tool company, it's a Milwaukee uh, tool. Um, the good friend of mine, Joe Galli, mm-hmm. uh, was able to hire me um, uh, for his company. And uh, that's, you know, I got to meet him. Uh, uh, when I was doing the club wrestling, it's called people wrestling, uh, Joe actually brought uh, his son uh, Peter to uh, my weekend camp, and that's how I got to know him. He's actually from Pittsburgh too, so uh, you know we hit it off. And then ever since we always talk, and then uh, so that you know I work for him right now during the uh, day. Yeah, he went to UNC. One of those one of those guys that came up with Bill Lamb, and there's a lot of guys in that era. Mm-hmm. You know, Rob Cole came through that system. Yep. Um, 
yeah, there's just there's so many there's so many connections in wrestling. It's it's crazy, um, and, you, and you certainly see that. Are you still doing the kids club as well? Uh, no, that's not my real focus. But uh, you know, um, North Oregon is such a big school district, so uh, I, I do help um, uh, our youth program as well. So you know, I can uh, hands on uh, these young guys, uh, you know, from the element, elementary level to uh, the high school. So, uh, you know, um, so I don't have to uh, teach them different or new stuff when they got to high school. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of same system, and I get to know them, then they get to know me. So um, we do have club practice, but, um, you know, that's not my prime focus anymore. Well, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was, you know, you've you've been in the PA system for a long time, and obviously that's the top state in the United States for wrestling at the high school and youth level. Um, and right. but, but you're you know you're unique in the sense that you got to to come up in another system in Japan. So now that you've been here for a while and you've seen you've seen a lot, how do you think, or what do you think is the ideal way to raise a wrestler? Is it more competitions? Is it more practice? Um, do you think we have it right here? Do you think we should dial it back? Like, what do you think? Just, just kind of looking back on your twenty, thirty years or so of wrestling here. Um, I think um, once you get to certain age, let's say, you know, let's say you, the kids start wrestling eight years old, you get to ten years, ten or eleven. I don't think they need to compete every weekend. Um, I think they should focus on uh, the training and learning technique more than competing. Uh, because, you know, it, when, when you decide to wrestle throughout high school and the college, you're going to compete anyway. Um, so that's, I, I try to tell the parents, you know, hey, you, know, you don't have to take the kids to the tournament every single weekend. Um, you just pick and choose. Uh, and then the one thing is another thing is um, I I tell the parents not to cut these guys cut a lot of weight because mm-hmm. I've seen so many kids burned out uh, from cutting weight and competing too much uh, you know throughout their high school then they can't really do anything when they get to college uh, I've seen so many examples so uh, th- those are the main things I I you know b- besides um, technique was, but uh, I, I tell parents, uh, you know, not don't let them compete too many, too much, and don't let them cut weight too much. Were you cutting a lot of weight back in your college days? Um, I think I was average. Uh, I probably went in practice anywhere between, uh, I'd say, 38, 42, and I, I wrestled 126. So, uh, you know, I, I think I was average. Wow, that was average back then. Wow. I think so because, you know, the, the, especially tournament, uh, we weigh in night before. And uh, the dual meet, probably like eight hours before, like let's say seven, eight o'clock dual meet, we, we were able to weigh in uh, 12 o'clock, one o'clock. Man, it's come a long way in that era. A lot of those guys from the 80s and 90s talk about crazy weight cutting, and it seems to be dialed back quite a bit now. Yeah, uh, it's probably better for, uh, I think, the body, too. You know, then especially, you know, freestyle change 
Well, freestyle back then was actually day of weigh-ins. I think when I when I was when I was in high school, we had to weigh in uh, in the morning, and then uh, it changed to the night before. Uh, so uh, it's probably you know healthier for our body to uh, to weigh in uh, the day of. I believe. Definitely. I mean, healthier in the sense that it makes people cut less weight. I mean, I'm sure cut weighing in the night before would be better, but then people would be cutting a bunch of weight again. So. Yeah, I'm all about right. taking weight cutting out if possible. Right, I agree. Well, the last thing I wanted to uh, to ask you about, and we ask everyone, is how you know the name of this podcast is "Wrestling Change My Life," and so we always ask, "How did wrestling change your life?" Or what <clears throat> lessons or what kind of values do you have from the sport that you that you take with you even to this day? Uh, obviously, uh, changed my life because, uh, you know, I, the, I came here, that's for sure. Without wrestling, I wouldn't be here, uh, for sure. And then, um, and then it just, it gave me so many uh, different opportunities, uh, uh, it, 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 not only on the matter, off the matter as well. Uh, you know, obviously I, I you know, I, I, I'm able to speak English. Now uh, and then, that met so many the, the great people through wrestling, and um, it, it just uh, like Joe, you know, he helped me out to get me job for his company, um, uh, and uh, I, I, I without wrestling, I don't have any of my friends, uh, the close friends I have right now. Um, and then just the way, uh, um, I guess I, the, I look at the, uh, some of the, uh, the problem or issues, uh, uh, it, it's, it's, it's not that hard, you know, that, that I went through what I went through, uh, I know I can go through anything. Uh, so it just, uh, I think the wrestling changed all my life, uh, for sure. It's the, yeah, I mean the relationships are a big one, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's something you know you you, you if somebody can't give you, you know, you got to build that uh, to have a great relationship with uh, other people. Absolutely. Well, sir, it's been an honor to have you on the show. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while, and and luckily we we were able to get connected here. So. I appreciate you taking some time, and really look forward to to being friends with you for many years to come, sir. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Ryan. I appreciate it. And all great things must come to an end. If you want to hear more from the podcast, text WRESTLE to 555-888. That's WRESTLE to 555-888. You can also find us on Instagram, Wrestling Changed My Life, Twitter, Ryan underscore N underscore Warner, as well as our website, WrestlingChangedMyLife.com. Take care, y'all.